Hey, Enneagram friend, this is Abby Rodriguez, your certified and IEA accredited Enneagram teacher and coach. In this space, I'll give you a sneak peek into real live coaching sessions and teach you how to apply the wisdom of the Enneagram into your life for personal growth. The invitation each episode is to take on a posture of curiosity, curiosity about yourself and others so that you can shift from merely surviving to fully thriving in your everyday life. Visit my website at abbyrodriguez.com and listen into this episode to learn more. Today in this teaching episode, I want to share with you some practical tips for incorporating self-care into your everyday rhythms so that you can move out of this place of just surviving every day. You know, the concept of self-care, it's more and more common in our day and age, but often we talk about self-care as pampering or these things that are kind of like self-soothing or pandering to our personality, really. Um, They're not taking care of our true self. When we think about self-care, we might have a list of these healthy activities or maybe these um, comforting things that we do, but I want to explore with you how we might intentionally care for our heart and mind and body with regards to our Enneagram type. You know, the first part of caring for ourselves is by really knowing ourselves so that we can tell when our Enneagram type is showing up and have this intention of loosening the hold that it has on us. You know, we have these bad habits of our personality that cost us so much energy and they can cause a lot of hurt or confusion or these breakdowns in our relationship that then cost a lot of time and energy and emotion to restore. Um, So for true transformation to happen, it can't just be listening to and gathering information. We have to do the work of paying attention, paying attention to the habits of our type and um, being present in the moment and noticing what's happening in our experience so that we can move forward in a way that's more balanced. You know, that balance might be noticing in that moment of stress that we're actually just feeling sad and we need some permission to grieve what's been lost in this season. That balance might be um, offering ourselves some compassion, you know, for everything that we are going through or the things that are happening in our world. That balance might be intentionally tapping into one of our centers of intelligence, so head, heart, body, that we're really neglecting in this season um, or our type naturally neglects. And that balance could also be taking a moment just to breathe, to notice our felt sense, to feel our feet on the floor, uh, to feel ourselves present in this moment, and to be curious about what's alive for us. So self-care has to start with knowing ourselves so that you understand your typical version of overextending yourself or self-sabotaging. Having that self-awareness gives you so much Um, more clarity in how to move forward with practices that are beneficial for you and and how your type shows up. So I walk through this in depth in the Growth and Self-Care Virtual Workshop Series that's coming up at the end of October, and I'd love for you to be a part of that. Um, You can register on my website, abbyrodriguez.com, and it's also linked in the show notes. But for our time today, I want to take look, uh, take a look at some practices for self-care and, and kind of frame this in regards to stances so we can go through these groupings um, together. So if you're not as 
those familiar with stances, each of the nine numbers fall into one of three stances. So the assertive stance includes types threes, sevens, and eights. Uh, the dutiful stance, or sometimes it's called the compliant stance, includes ones, twos, and sixes. And then the withdrawn stance includes fours, fives, and nines. So these stances, of course, include three very different numbers, but there are some similarities to those numbers that cause this grouping, but also some similarities in how they can take care of themselves well, how they can incorporate uh, these self-care practices. So starting with the assertive stance, I want to walk through some type-specific practices for threes, sevens, and eights, but I think that you'll find that if you're in the assertive stance, um, these practices are, are relatable in your experience, even if the one I'm talking about is for a different number than you are because you're just in this stance with them. So for threes, um, an invitation for self-care is to ask for help when you're in over your head. You know, typically it's difficult for threes to name when they've taken on too much too quickly or, or sometimes even um, in these spaces when they're not fully qualified to do all the things that are now on their plate. You know, sometimes when you lead with confidence, uh, you end up inheriting more and more responsibilities, whether or not you fully have the skill set to do those things. And when left unchecked, uh, that tendency can get you into huge trouble taking on too much or uh, having too much too quickly sometimes even. And so in that, when you know um, you are slowly drowning, there's too much going on, there's too much on your plate, you can avoid a lot of exhaustion and stress by being willing just to ask others for help. Sometimes there's formal ways that you can do that by delegating to other people or asking peers for help if it's a workspace. Um, but sometimes you can do that in in more personal ways of, hey, this is typically you know the things I do around the house, but I need some help. Can you do this with me or for me? Um, or can you you know take this onto your plate to delegate to someone else even? Um, so ask for help when you're in over your head. Sevens, an invitation for self-care is to be aware of your tendency to jump in on an idea without fully thinking it through. You know, sevens think so quickly. And so when there is a new idea, whether it's their own or someone else has offered it that they are excited about, it's really easy to kind of say yes to that because there's just this quick a thought process that happens around it of, yeah, we can do this, we can pull this off, and also just a natural enthusiasm for things. Um, and so it can feel really easy to say, yes, this is a great idea, without actually giving yourself some space to consider, yes, this is a good idea, but I don't have time for this, or I don't have the resources for this, or that's going to be a really busy week if I try to fit this into that. Um, giving yourself some space so that when you say yes to things, um, you are able to actually handle it because you've you've gone through the proper discernment space of considering, will I have the energy to do this? Do I have the time to do this, the resources, whatever it might be? Otherwise, when those things happen, when you were excited two months ago and said yes, when you actually get to that week and now have to pull this off, um, you're going to feel overwhelmed, you're going to feel bogged down, and the excitement that was part of saying yes won't be a part of executing it because um, you didn't really discern if you had that the energy, space, time on your calendar to actually do this. Eights, an invitation for self-care for you. 
um, is to be aware that your intensity can compel you to work yourself to death. Um, your work is important. It's, it's valuable to those around you. And that's amazing. At the same time, though, you have to make sure that you are not so intensely focused on your work that you are denying your physical limitations or your mental capacity or your emotional limitations. Because when you deny those things, when you ignore um, those limitations, it creates this slow, inevitable burnout. And then eventually you hit the wall. Um, You know, for me, it's always this moment of like, crying in the the kitchen. Um, I don't know why it's always there, but it's these moments of this slow buildup that was happening over time where I was completely ignoring the fact that I was working so much or having so little free time or time to um, take care of myself. And now all of a sudden I'm surprised by the fact that I'm overwhelmed and exhausted. So um, establish some boundaries around your work, whether that is uh, just this mental boundary of at this time I stop working or I don't do work in this, you know, on these days, in this evening space, whatever it might be. Um, But give yourself some boundaries so that you can almost have remind yourself consistently to not overextend yourself by having boundaries around your work. When you do it, maybe even the types of things that you say yes to, um, whatever it might be for you. Okay, so let's take a look at the dutiful stance. Looking at some of these type specific practices for ones, twos, and sixes. Um, And I think in a similar way with the assertive stance, there'll be things that if you're in this stance, the dutiful stance, um, you find relate to you, even though I'm talking about the other uh, two numbers that are not your own. So ones, the invitation for self-care is this invitation to let shortcomings go. You know, it's it's a natural tendency to feel stressed out or irritated um, by others' mistakes or lack of responsibility, but your frustration with them will not change the situation. It only results in this built-up irritation that impedes your own enjoyment or your own happiness or, or ability to um, rest in or um, feel good about the work that's being accomplished. And also let your own shortcomings go. You know, that harsh criticism that you have of yourself with an inner critic, it's not actually helping you improve. Um, It's likely just creating self-doubt and making you feel tense and nervous or insecure about what's happening. Um, Talk back to that inner critic. Don't let it drive you. Talk more about that um, in episode two and navigating the inner critic. So check that out if that's that's you, if you fall into this type one uh, space. Type twos, the invitation for you is to take care of your needs too. You know, keep in mind that if you're not addressing your own needs, it's highly unlikely that you'll be able to meet anyone else's needs um, without there being kind of this underlying feeling of resentment or being taken advantage of um, or not others not feeling grateful for you in the way that you're showing up. You know, it just creates these problems because you're not giving out of a feeling of abundance and out of this feeling of um, care being extended to yourself as well. You're overextending and overgiving past what you have the capacity to do. Um, and it and it results in this feeling of um, of resentment, taking away the joy of actually giving. 
You know, if you um, haven't gotten adequate rest or had the space to tend to what you need to tend to in your life, you're not going to be able to respond to others in a balanced way. And it's not selfish to take care of your own needs first. Um, You know, it's the whole put on your own oxygen mask first before you put it on someone else. So if you need some support kind of discerning what your needs even are, start by paying attention to uh, these reactive moments that you have. So moments when you feel really angry or um, your feelings get really hurt. Those can be really important clues that you have a repressed need in there. And so your emotion is kind of this symptom of this need but not being met. Um, and, And that can be something that you can explore and be curious about on your own, but sometimes it also really helps to have a a holding environment, whether that's with a good community or even a practitioner um, that's helping you in a one-on-one coaching space. Okay, and then six is in this group too. Um, Six is the invitation for self-care for you is to be present with your anxiety. The natural tendency when you feel anxious or nervous or concerned is to kind of avoid that feeling or distract yourself from that feeling by trying to fix it or manage it. So sometimes that that is in creating contingency plans of how you can solve this, um, this threat that is looming. Sometimes that is in kind of worrying down these rabbit trails of if this happens, then I'll do this, or if they say that, then I'll say this. Uh, But all of that is trying to manage or fix and solve the anxiety rather than just acknowledging the fact that um, you feel anxious and, and that's a normal human emotion to have. So allow yourself to notice it, to allow it to be, to feel the sensation of it, um, and to be curious about it and consider why, why it's showing up for you, what you might need, including maybe just some compassion towards your experience and, and what's going on for you. Consistent mindfulness rhythms are, are really helpful for all the types, um, but especially in this way, that can be a really helpful tool and practice for type sixes to be able to uh, breathe and to sit with the anxiety and the concern um, rather than trying to fix and resolve and escape from it. Last but not least, uh, let's take a look at the withdrawn stance, looking at some type-specific practices for fours, fives, and nines. So similar to the other stances, I think that if you're in the withdrawn stance, you'll be able to relate to the need for all of these three practices to some extent. So the invitation for type fours with regards to self-care is to not wait for an invitation to participate or to start something. You know, often fours can get into this mental space where uh, they just feel inferior or as though they don't have things uh, sufficiently put together enough to belong or to join in. But the reality is, you know, life is passing you by moment by moment. And when you're waiting for the right time or waiting to be better prepared, um, life is slowly passing you by. So even if you don't feel fully ready, the invitation is to be brave enough to take just some small steps, some small practical steps towards joining into or um, becoming a part of something anyways. You know, when it comes to um, communities or groups, if that's kind of the thing that you are identifying that you're, you're hesitant to join into, 
Fourth can have this tendency to kind of view themselves as separate from, um, and that perception is what really keeps them from fully participating. And so don't wait for the invitation to participate. Take these small steps to, to join in um, and be a part of it. Type fives, the invitation for you with regards to self-care is is to really be careful of following distractions down the rabbit hole. You know, you can be um, intrigued and follow numerous fascinating subjects and ideas or or even things that are leisure like games or worlds um, kind of down the rabbit hole, but they can be a huge waste of time or a huge distraction from what you really need to be doing, the things in your life uh, that matter to you or these relationships that are of great value to you, the doing that you need to, um, to do to participate in those well. And so even if it's a subject that you need to have some knowledge in, you know, maybe it's something practical for your home space or, or something with regards to work, um, consider instead if it's better a better use of time for you to just make a, a decisive action rather than spending so much time collecting the information before you begin. Sometimes looking back on past experiences can be helpful in illuminating that of would it have been better for me to have just bought the car rather than spending two years researching the car when we actually needed it two years ago, right? So looking back on some of these decisions, um, and if that feels really hard or impossible to kind of make a decision without all the information, sometimes also trusting the intuition and the natural giftings of others um, and making that decision, whether that's in a work environment or um, you know your your spouse, your partner, making those decisions with them together and allowing some of their decisive energy to kind of carry you through in that. Nines, the invitation for self-care is to pay attention to what's going on around you. Um, You know, for all three types in this withdrawn stance, there's just this strong inner world. And for nines, your natural tendency will be often to kind of um, zone out or withdraw into the internal calmness and internal uh, comfort and peace in your inner world. But in those moments when you do that, you're zoning out from conversations or from work or from community. And so be intentional about focusing your attention on on what's in front of you. You know, the conversation that your spouse is having having with you about their day or watching your kiddos play and be curious and explore or listening to your coworkers' concerns about what was happening and how they're trying to navigate that being present about what's happening in front of you in real time. Sometimes just practicing recalling what the other has said um, or what they're communicating they're feeling, that can be really helpful in drawing you back into the present moment. Um, if that that it doesn't feel helpful, um, another practice can be just feeling your feet firmly on the floor and, and kind of feeling the felt sense of I am physically here, physically with this another uh, this other being and and I'm with them and I'm present and I'm holding space for them um, being present in the moment. This is just a snapshot of what we explore more in depth in the virtual growth and self-care series, which kicks off October 25th and the whole thing is over Zoom. It's only $75 for the four-week workshop series um, and it includes the workbook as well as a private 30-minute coaching session at no additional cost. 
all the sessions are recorded too. So if something comes up in your world and you can't make it to one of the sessions, uh, you still have access to the teaching from the session. There's only 50 sp 15 spots in the workshop series. Uh, so register before it fills up. Okay, Enneagram friends, until next time. Hey, Enneagram friend. The best way to make this podcast more visible for others to learn about the Enneagram is by following or subscribing for free to the show. If you found this episode to be helpful in your personal growth, click the follow or subscribe icon to follow the podcast as more episodes are released. Thanks for being a part of my Enneagram community and listening to this episode. See you next time.